This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve a practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsors, Benedictine College and Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash I Think Bigger. Our guest today is Skip Clinton. He's the owner of River Roll Skate Center in Riverside, Missouri. He's also a world champion skater with silver and gold medals, and he coached skating for 15 years after retiring from competition, including coaching several national champions. He's a member of the Roller Skating Hall of Fame to boot. Welcome to the show today, Skip. Good morning. So how did you get into skating? Uh, As a youngster back in Virginia, uh, my sisters were involved with Girl Scouts. Uh, They went to a roller rink for a Girl Scout event, and I was invited along as a sibling. And as we went, my mother asked me if I wanted to get into a learn to skate class. I said, sure. Of course, six years old, you don't care. We just do it. And this is a true story. I got into the, the learn to skate class. Uh, within the first uh, 20 minutes or so, I was uh, so bad that my mother took me out of the class. Oh, my gosh. 20 minutes is all she gave you to prove yourself, huh? Um, well, at six years old, I had some other issues. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we won't touch that. But we went back for another Learn to Skate class the next time, and the second time around, I was just as bad. <laughs> so I didn't wind up finishing that one either. Um, but I did it one more time after that. And got through it, and then somebody offered my mother a pair of used skates for me to purchase, or for her to purchase for me, and I got them on, and then I got into some private lessons, and lo and behold, two years later, I was standing on a national podium. Wow. So when did you become passionate about it? When did it become something more than, let's do this while my sisters are earning their merit badges, that you really (laughs) became passionate about it? Um, My Mother and father had been involved in skating growing up uh, back in Massachusetts, um, so they had pretty good ties to that. My mm-hmm. my father worked in a roller rink for years, uh, so 
that kind of uh, brought it all together for the whole family. Um, my passion probably started after after my first few private lessons. I started to get pretty good at it um, and was convinced by several coaches that I had very good potential. So once that happened, and, and because it was a whole family thing, even my parents were competing, uh, we just all stayed in it, and uh, I probably took it the farthest out of anybody. Okay. You know, some of my own fondest memories are when we had our skate day or we had the skating parties at Grandview Roller Rink when I was a mm-hmm. kid growing up, and it was just jam-packed with kids, and it was always you know, really fun to see at the during the couple's skates who matched up and who paired together and, oh, yeah. and talk about it at school <laughs> the next day. So it was a big deal to go to these skating parties. And when I think of skating rinks, I think of, uh, you know, kind of like drive-ins and a bygone era <clears throat> to speak. Uh, are rinks still profitable? Is it a good business to be in? Uh, it's definitely still a good business to be in. It's a great family entertainment. It's not That has not changed one bit. Um, the... Uh, the I would say the music obviously has changed a little bit over the course of time. Sure. Uh, there's a little bit of turnaround that's coming back, just like everything else. It, it goes in cycles. Um, but everything's still pretty close to the same as it was back then. Um, the I would say the attraction is a little bit harder because there's a lot of other things for other people to do. Right. Um, but we still are a, uh, a good, low-cost form of entertainment for, for families that want to bring you know the whole family to the rink. You could probably bring a whole family to the rink and skate for under thirty dollars, um, whereas yeah, a good deal. you can't yeah. do that in the movies. You can't do mm-hmm. it in a lot of other places. Right. I read somewhere that the majority of roller rinks that still exist are owned by former skaters. Have you found that to be true? Wow, that's a good question. I would say that because I know so many across the country, because I grew up as a competitive skater, I have probably anywhere from thirty to forty close friends that own roller rinks mm-hmm. um and in in essence it's either family that grew up skating that own roller rinks or there's competitive skaters that got involved because that's what they wanted to do as when i got to be about 10 or 11 years old and i i grew up back east i, I skated in one of the best rinks on the east coast uh in one of the best operated rinks the gentleman who owned it was just a great great person and a great mentor he uh he kind of instilled in me to, to give me the opportunity to want to be in a roller rink business. Okay, so there's definitely a, a passion connection to the ownership. For uh, sure, yeah, for sure. It's not something that somebody just looks at and says, oh, this is a great investment opportunity. I think I'll buy a skating <laughs> rink today. There's well, more. Yeah, yeah and, and a lot of people, there's a lot of people that like to think they could just open up a roller rink. Sure, uh, I bet. They uh, And they have really absolutely no clue what's involved. And, and if you're not that kind of passionate about the sport, it's it's a very hard business to understand and to just jump into. We'll talk about that. What are some of the subtleties of the roller skating business that people might not be aware of? You know, you don't wow. have the same issues as a lot of other businesses, obviously. Well, let's start with uh, the crazy hours. Sure. Um, kind of like restaurant owners to a certain extent. Very, yeah. very similar. Uh, and it, it's a type of business that you have to be there if you want it to succeed. You, you can't just turn it over to somebody else and say, here, uh, you, you got to be there and you got to be, you know, familiar with everything. Uh, the, the other thing is the, the liability that comes along with it. Oh, Obviously, that's a huge, huge take on that a lot of people forget about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just uh, understanding roller skating because there's so many different aspects of roller skating that come along with it. You know, uh, there's 
just general public skating, there's artistic skating, there's speed skating, there's hockey, there's mm -hmm. roller derby, um, which has become very big and very huge, you know, in the course of the last four or five years. So there's all those different aspects that you have to be aware of. But the one thing you can never lose track of is that the business is made up of what we call the round and rounders. What's that mean? The people that just come and skate and they just like to go around and around. Ah, uh, okay. Um, that's, that's me. That's an old. That's an, an old school skate. statement. Yeah, <laughs> that's an old school statement from a lot of good uh, operators. And if you can continue to keep the focus on that, it will be successful. Okay. Now you mentioned roller derby and some of the other speed skating and some of these other things. Do two questions here. Uh, do you specialize in one of those? At not not just you personally, but do. Uh, owners of rinks specialize in one of those. Uh, do they make them part of their overall programs? And then because of those types of things, are you getting an older crowd in addition to the kids? Um, that, that's definitely a good question. The, the one thing that I can tell you is we do not specialize in one specific thing, but we bring on um, – as many different aspects of skating as we can based on time availability okay. um, because it is limited in, in the rink. We have uh, the roller derby, it, you know, we've taken on, uh, we have the Cowtown Butchers that, that participate there and we give them different times for practices and then we do different bouts with them uh, throughout the course of the year. Uh, other than that, we don't have any other specialized uh, activities as far as um, artistic skating, speed skating. We don't have any of those. Those kinds of things are, are very um, specific, and you need specific people to be able to do that. I personally don't have the, the physical time in my, myself to be mm -hmm. able to do that anymore. Uh, as much as I love it, I just don't have that physical time. So uh, we've, we've kind of just whatever comes our way is what we look at for that for that aspect. Yeah. What else drives attendance at roller rinks? I mentioned the school skating parties when I was growing up, and even when my kids were growing up, that was still a popular thing to do, mm -hmm. the school skating parties. Are they still a part of the mix, or is there something else? Oh, yeah. We do uh, lots and lots of school parties, mm -hmm. lots and lots of field trips. Um, it, most of the schools in the Northland uh, come over to us. I, I think we have somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20 to 25 schools that do skating parties with us uh, throughout the school year. Um, it, basically, we do fundraisers for the PTAs, and that's how they generate some revenue. Right. Uh, but it's also still a fun activity, social activity. Um, it's an exercise activity for the kids that that is way f better than a lot of other things that they could be doing. Um, and it's a lifelong event. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do it. People are doing it when they're 70 and 80, and you asked about the older crowd. It does bring in a, a lot of those things have brought in a lot of older uh, skaters into the facility, uh, I can tell you over the course of the last year or so, we've done uh, probably about a 25 to 30 percent increase in adult skating mm -hmm. parties. Mm -hmm. whereas parties, not birthday, just like them coming parties, with kids. Okay. 30-year-old, 30, 40-year-old birthday parties, even 50-year-old birthday parties. Oh, how fun. People are calling to book those, and, and, it, and it's exciting because they're bringing back a lot of the old music. They sure. put in a request for all kinds of songs, and, and it's, a, it's a lot of fun because it brings back a lot of good memories from when skating was huge. Right. Speaking of songs, what kind of a playlist do you have? You must have thousands of songs. Somewhere in the neighborhood of about 25,000. Oh, my goodness. On okay. a computer. that our, our, our DJ booth is all computerized, so we can find anything as quick as anybody needs it. Um, and, and it's a, a variety of music, all the way mm -hmm. from you know hip-hop, country, pop, 80s, 70s, 60s. Uh, 
I mean, Christian rock. I mean, we've got mm-hmm. we've got all kinds of music. You have it all. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break, Skip. When we get back, I want to talk about uh, this resurgence and some of the other factors that are making that happen, and and also, you know, why why they say it, fail, and you're a serial entrepreneur too. So I want to talk about some of your other endeavors. Great. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. You're progressing in your career, but at a pace that feels slow. You're ready to make great strides and invest in yourself. With your work and home schedule, how do you accomplish this? The Executive MBA program at Benedictine College, Kansas City's only one-year executive MBA program, is the answer. The competency gained and character built are outcomes that are of immediate and future value regardless of your future path. Go to benedictine.edu slash EMBA. I'd like to introduce you to one of our new sponsors. The company is Audible.com, and if you're not familiar with what they do, they're a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to any of them on any device, including what you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, don't go to their main website because you won't be able to get the offer if you do that. You need to go to our URL, audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. And if you do that, you get one free audiobook and a one-month free trial of the service. You need to use our special URL, audibletrial.com forward slash Thinking Bigger in order to get that free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. That's audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. This whole Obamacare thing has me so confused. I don't know how it's going to affect my employees, my business, or even my own family. Can anyone explain this in simple easy to understand terms acamadeeasy.com i don't have time for obamacare i've got a business to run can't someone just tell me what i need to know so i can get back to work acamadeeasy.com i don't really like it but it's the law we have and i don't want to get crossways with the irs who knows how this really works at acamadeeasy.com we're all small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you we're also federally certified affordable care act business specialists we can help. Go to ACAMadeEasy.com today. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking here today with Skip Clinton. He is the owner of River Roll in Riverside, Missouri. And we were talking with him about... What is still attractive about roller skating? What brings people in? And you were talking about some of the different programs, the roller derby and so forth. And just today, there was something on the Today Show about a program that uh, kids can they can come skate free. We have what's uh, that about? A brand new program that established uh, just a little over I want to say about a little over two years ago. It's uh, called Kids Skate Free. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it, it allows uh, parents to sign their children up uh, online. Okay. With no cost involved, they get signed up, and then every Sunday evening they'll get uh, two free passes in the in their email, and those free passes will be good for any specific times that we've set for them to bring their kids skate for free. Uh, skate rental is an additional charge. Okay. Uh, but the the idea behind it is is that parents can 
basically choose different days for to for the activity, and we move them around mm-hmm. throughout the, especially through the summer because we have a lot of different uh, afternoon skating sessions available. But we we give them the opportunity to skate, you know, for free, you know, and and who doesn't want anything for free? Absolutely. I was going to say, how do you make money? But you said the skate rental well, and the there's concessions. Skate rental involved. There's mm-hmm. concessions. You know, from the business side of it, it, it it's the idea of of getting people involved in skating. And once they get involved in skating and they enjoy it, they tend to want to come back more. Obviously, if they if they get pretty good and their parents get involved, they they want to get them some skates, so they wind up getting some some of their own personal skates, and then they don't have to pay the skate rental fee, right? Which right. comes along with that. Um, and then there's the birthday parties that we offer. We offer birthday parties, which brings in you know other kids as well. But once they once they get there. The idea is that they, we have to make it enjoyable for them. Sure. And that's our job. Yeah. Now, you also mentioned the roller derby that that's brought people back. But one of the things I know in previous years you were a little uh, upset about was that skating wasn't, roller skating anyway, was not recognized as an Olympic sport. The scenario is, and a lot of people uh, don't understand how the whole Olympic process works, but uh, in order to become even eligible for Olympic sport, you have to have X amount of countries that participate in that activity. Okay. And then you have to be, you have to have a recognized uh, national governing body, and then they vote on it and all those kinds of good things. Well, we keep putting in for it and, and get to get voted in, at, number one, as an exhibition sport. Uh, a lot of people think that that roller derby is going to drive that. Uh, I've been doing this for a long, long time and have been at the top of, of this sport for some time, and that's not going to be the one that drives it in. It's going to take all of them in, in a combined mm-hmm. effort, artistic speed, hockey. Just like ice skating. It's the yeah. same, same type of thing. And, and, and one thing about roller skating and, and competitive side is they, they've always tried not to bring in a judged sport. Mm-hmm. They're looking for sports that have results that determine the outcome, mm-hmm. not being judged by people. So they they tend to think about that a little bit when they're voting on it. We would love for that to happen, uh-huh. but it's been going on since I was competing back in the early or late 70s, early 80s. This has been talked about forever, and we keep trying. Yeah. Uh, but right now, um, I would say it's not in the close future. There's a lot of other issues going on from a political side in the skating industry that they, they have to fix. Okay. And once they do that, then, then it'll be it'll get recognized again, if you will. Yeah, so, may, so maybe uh, in a few years it's something that we'll see, uh, but I know you'll keep fighting for it. Oh, yeah. Now, you also have another business. You got into the fireworks business. What prompted <laughs> that? Uh, just uh, uh, the gentleman who I purchased the, the roller ring from encouraged me a lot. To, to get into this. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I will see him probably this evening. He's driving up from Texas. But he uh, just encouraged me to get involved with it because of knowing he'd been, he grew up in Missouri and he knew what fireworks was all about. I grew up on the East Coast. Was, fireworks weren't sold anywhere. We just went and watched them. Uh, but he knew what the, the revenue was generated by it. And it was just an intriguing industry to get into. Once I got into it, uh, I learned a lot about it real mm-hmm. quick. Um, and it's a very good break for us from the roller skating side, um, you know, versus doing roller skating 365 days. We've got a little small window that kind of gives us a break from roller skating mentally, right. and we focus on that, and, and, and it helps get us back into the roller skating mode when it comes back to, to the fall. So uh, 
we like doing it. Obviously, it's a great industry from the revenue side. You, you do make some some pretty good money. It's a good offset for us because mm-hmm. summer is so slow right. inside the roller rink because in this market in Kansas City, everybody wants to go outside. Yes. Um, until it gets to be a hundred degrees, but <laughs> uh, but it does it does give us a, a good break and a good offset from the roller skating side. And when you talk about roller rinks, when you talk about fireworks stands, again, that just kind of harkens you back to another era, and they're related in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a diminishing industry because of regulations and laws and so forth, but how, how many of them still exist in Riverside? Well, in 2000, when we started doing this for fireworks, there was 21 tents in Riverside. Man, we're down. And Riverside's to, not very big. No, no, For those of you know. who are listening and don't know Riverside, <laughs> it's a uh, it, it's a very small community, um, very growing community though. But we have uh, now down to nine tents and two physical buildings that are there. So it, it's it's diminished, but diminished in a good way. Um, it eliminated some of the smaller people that just dropped in to, to do you know what they thought was going to be a. a you yeah, know. make some money and run. Mm-hmm. Kind of, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's it, it's better. It's it's for the better. Um, and we're one of two physical businesses in Riverside um, that have locations on our property. Everybody else comes in from outside to and do it. It's just a strike tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, it, you know, we like to feel like um, we're part of the community still, even though, you know, we have the fireworks deal. We bring a lot of new people in, and we give them free passes to come skate right. if they buy fireworks. It gives them an opportunity. Some people never knew we were a roller rink there, mm-hmm. um, so that helps our roller skating rink business, which, you know, that's what it's all about for us. It's, we're not fireworks people. We just have the roller rink property to put a fireworks tent on, which helps. And that's what we like to do. Yeah, you got to find a business that gets you out of the liability insurance game, though. <laughs> <laughs> we keep bringing it up, yeah. You know, uh, fireworks, as long as everybody's safe and, and, and does everything right, you know, there's not a whole lot of issues. It, it's the people that just don't pay attention to what they're mm-hmm. doing with fireworks that get in trouble. Yeah, let's go back to the roller rinks for a minute. What, what in your opinion, causes roller rinks to fail? I mean, there's so much fun. But... Well, there's, there's a couple things. In, 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 the, in the very uh, early times... When roller skating was really big, there was rinks popping up all over the place. Right. Well, property values weren't that high, so it was easier True. to it was easier yeah, to put one up. So there's a lot of people putting mm-hmm. them up, um, and then they got oversaturated in a lot of markets. And once that happened, as roller skating runs in cycles, you talk to all the old school people that have been doing this for a long time. They'll tell you that it runs in in cycles, and you got to be ready for it. And there's a lot of people that weren't ready for it, so there's a lot of them that closed down. Mm-hmm. The other scenario is you get older people that stay in the business for a long time, and if they don't have family that wants to take it over, right. the odds are the property value becomes a better... A better, a different youth yeah, can make more can money tur- off of turn that it into, property. Turn yeah. it into money for themselves because they don't right. want to try to maintain yeah. the business side of it because it it will wear on you as as time goes on. And, uh, you know, be honest with you, Pam and I, you know, in our business, we are probably going to wind up in the same boat. We have two two daughters that probably do not want to be involved in the roller skating rink business. Who knows? You know, maybe five years now, that'll change. But we think that inevitably that's where we'll probably wind up, too. Well, with that thought in mind, what do you think overall is the future of roller rinks in the country? Right now, it's very bright uh, be, because we've had a, seen a lot of uh, resurgence in the ranks as far as new people coming in and new skaters. Uh, music is is changed a little bit. Uh, there's 
in the Midwest, it's a little slower than on the East Coast and West Coast. So you, you kind of judge where things are going based on the coast. Mm-hmm. And there's been a huge change on the coast with some of the music coming back to more of a disco type music. No. Maybe, yeah. I mean, from a skating side. That's a good thing for skaters. Uh, yeah, from skating. <laughs> not going. It's skating music. It's okay. The music is being yeah. designed, not designed, but the music is capable to skate to versus right. some of the music that's been out for the last you know, yeah, you can't really. Years. Yeah, yeah. You so they've changed some of the. They've yeah. made some changes, and 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 once that changes, I mean, it tends to drive traffic into the roll rinks, if you can build on it. I mean, you have to take it and run with it when it's there. Right. So where are you located for people who you've tickled something and then like, oh, I've got to get back in a rink. Where can well, we're, visit we're, you? we're located in Riverside, right on Northwest Gateway, the main road that runs through Riverside, uh, right off of I-29 if you're coming from the Northland. Uh, if you're coming from the south, it's basically off of 635 and Highway 9, right up in the Riverside. Um, if most people know where the Corner Cafe is in Riverside, because oh, yeah. it's been there for a long, long time. We're just up the hill on the left-hand side from the Corner Cafe. Okay, and if they want to go and find out more information about ours and your specific programs and things like that, what's your website? Oh, visit our website at riverroll.com. You can sign up for our Kids Skate Free program right on there as well. You can book birthday parties, reserve Mm -hmm. private parties, all right online, uh, and it's got all the hours and and times that we're available. So. Skip, thank you so much for your time today. Good luck with everything, and I know you've got the fireworks season coming up, so yep. I'm sure that'll keep you busy. Again, riverroll.com if you're interested in more information. And if you'd like to learn how to grow your business, please visit us at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. That's what it's all about. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.